Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And you guys, it's a mini episode. Mini! Mini! I only have happy pop culture shit. I don't. In fact, (laughs) (laughs) my first thing is not good. Okay. So we're going to start with you. Okay. Then we're going to go to me, and I do have a listener story that I'd like to share. This was one of those weeks where, like, some weeks I'm, like, really scrounging for good stories, and some weeks I'm like, I have way too much. I need to narrow this down. This is one that I feel like I really had to share, but I was like, um... It is basically, like, apocalyptic and upsetting. So the UN has released a study that says that we basically have 12 years to do something about climate change before all hell breaks loose. What? Yeah. You would think it would be, you would think it would be, like, talked about. Why didn't I know about this? I was, like, looking for shit, and I'm like, all I can find is this. Well, this happened last week, probably a week ago, so probably, like, last Wednesday or so. Oh, but Keegan, climate change doesn't exist, or climate, like, global warming doesn't exist. After hearing this stuff, or reading these articles and reading the study, it's like, that shit makes me so fucking mad now. People who are just, like, straight climate change deniers and just want to close their eyes to it, I'm like, okay, um, I'm just at this point, I'm like, I don't even think I should have kids because our planet is going to implode in, in 20 12 or 40 years. years. Well, in 12 years, we'll still be okay, but <laughs> that is where we have a bit, essentially that amount of time to like make or break what's going to happen. So here's here's what's going on. Help me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they've they've said we've had about 12 years to do something about it, which. Already, we're in a pretty shitty state. Yeah. Like, we are already in a pretty bad state. Um, but in that amount of years, it will be about beyond repair if we do not do something. Keegan, I'm scared. You should be. So, what do I do? How can I, how can I make it stop? Well, hold on. Sorry. Right, right, I don't get no, ahead of okay. myself. I'm scared. Right now, we're at about uh, 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial global temperatures. In the next decade or so, if we do nothing, the temperature will move up to 2 degrees above, which is, uh, it sounds like not a lot, like half a degree Celsius, but it's actually a huge amount. Yeah. Um, if we continue down this path, then in the next 40 years, it will uh, be like basically end of days level environmental I wrote end of days level environmental disaster town on earth if we act within the next 12 years to drastically reduce our carbon emissions there's a chance that we can keep things from getting above two degrees but once we pass that two degree mark 
Scientists are basically saying that that's the point of no return. Already, we're seeing record highs in temperature across the world and increased numbers of hurricanes and such. Soon, it's going to start irreversibly affecting the coral reef, which is home to many animals. And one of the biggest threats is to our insect population, which we fucking need for our ecosystem. Keegan, what does my face look it like looks right now? Terrified. I that, don't. I can't. That is the appropriate level of fear. That's the appropriate level of fear. What the actual yeah. fuck? Um, so insects, if it gets above yeah. two degrees, will lose more than half of their habitat if we surpass that mark. Yeah. I mean, just think about the honeybees and how, like, they're essentially, yeah. like, um, endangered. They're yeah. actually endangered now, and we need them. We do. We need them to pollinate our earth. Yes. So... If all of the insects die, our ecosystems will be pretty devastated. Other animals will die. Um, Keegan, I don't like it. I know. And it's been completely underreported. Like, it's not... No one is talking about this because the world is in chaos. Guys! I know. Leading the charge. Guys! Um, I mean... (laughs) This is what I wrote. I mean, we're headed toward a world where, with no bee population, never-ending summers, increased wildfires, hurricanes all over the damn place. I wrote, what the hell, man? Why is no one talking about this? Oh, my God. I'm laughing because if I wasn't laughing, I'd be crying. That is in my notes. Um, What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, and then the United States, of course, and we are the biggest source of emissions in the world. Uh, this year, Donald Trump has vowed to pull us from the Paris Agreement. So we're basically going to just close our eyes and pretend like this isn't a problem until... Uh, because Donald Trump is our fucking president, and that's all he fucking does. And, uh, yeah, all right, so we're going to do that until the Earth literally catches on fire. So, Keegan, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do it. I'm sorry. I mean, and the thing about it is, like... I was having, at our pop-up, I was having a conversation with Arielle, who is the owner of the Swallows Flight, and I was talking to her about um, straws, and, like, as you can tell right here, listeners, I have... Oh, God, that's loud. (laughs) I have, sorry, I have my metal straw here, because I started using metal straws, and, you know, I bring my own bags to the grocery store, and, like, I try and do these these things, and that's good, guys. We should all be trying to carry our weight, try to consume less, recycle, yeah. you know, go Meatless Mondays, do these things yeah. that are, are going to help our environment. However, if this is not taken care of on, like, a governmental or corporate well, scale, it doesn't matter Well, what that's we what do. I was going to say is that I read this article where, because everybody especially was talking about the straws, which, again, is very important. It's good to be aware of what's going on, to make your own personal changes in your lives. I feel like straws is an easy thing for us to fix. Or, I mean, I shouldn't say easy because there are, straws are fucking everywhere. But it's, it's something that we can tangibly do ourselves right. to make a change. Um, although, I, I read an article once where it was talking talking about how, like, it's kind of a diversion tactic to divert us from a lot of the, like, bigger issues and, like, more what you were talking about, you know, where it's like, we want you to focus on on the turtles being hurt in the straws because that sucks, but then look at all, you don't want to look at all this other bullshit that's going on. Don't look at the man on. behind the curtain. Exactly. Yeah, oh, I mean, my God, a Wizard of Oz reference. Oh, my gosh, just for you. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing about it is, like, they try and push it off on the consumer. They try and yeah. push it off on the everyday citizen as if we are destroying the environment. Oh, which solely. Listen, we're yeah. doing our part in destroying the environment. And right. we do need to curb that. Like, we all 
if you're not recycling, start recycling. Like, yeah. do the little things that we can do as an everyday citizen. But at the end of the day, it's not going to curb carbon emissions enough to yeah. stop this thing from happening if we don't, on, like, a global scale... Do something about it. Do something about it. Right. I feel like living in L.A., we live in a world where it's, like, very... People tend to be very conscious about that stuff. Where, but I, but as soon as you leave LA, it's oh god, yeah, a different story. No, I you know mean, what I mean, and and I get it. Like I understand that it's. I still fucking re- forget to take my bags to the grocery store and things. like I that. I always it's, forget, it's but hard. I keep, but I keep my bags and I reuse them for other things. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, even if I, even if I'm not totally on top of. Um, you know, bringing them all the time, I, I don't just throw them away. I try yeah. to do my best and to keep them for I things. I do understand it's difficult, but I just wanted to talk about this, even though it happened a full week ago. How am I going to follow that, Katie? Because I, I just needed people to know that we are so close to disaster. And yeah. Within our lifetimes, we are going to see, we've already seen, like, that's the thing. People who want to deny climate change, I'm like, guys, we've already seen it. Yeah, this it's, last it's a summer, scientific fact. And this last summer, we had, like, record highs yeah. in temperature. Yeah. The hurricanes are changing. Oh, it's insane. It's, there's always something going on. Yeah, so just, everyone, be aware of that, please. Okay, yeah. that's all. Okay, so I'm going to talk about something completely different. And I was going to talk about this really tragically, and now I can't because you made me feel bad. I'm sorry. But guys, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande broke up. I mean, my boyfriend actually did message me earlier and was like, I'm actually really sad about this. I am too. What the fuck? My cousin's girlfriend, who I haven't seen my cousin in like fucking eight years, and like me and his girlfriend talk on Instagram now all the times and I adore her. Um, but she like posted something when it happened, and that's how I learned, and I was like, what? And I, mean, I get it. They've been dating since May. They got engaged after a I few think weeks. that's why I'm not that sad. I mean... I'm not, like, sad like I was when, like, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt broke up. But it's one of those things where it's like, they hit the ground running. Like, tattoos, moving in together, Harry matching Potter each other pictures. everywhere. Harry Potter pictures. I mean, she has a song called Pete Davidson I on her new of, album. I, I shipped them because I'm like, it's weird and I They're like that. They're kind of cute. And they were, like, cute. And I got all of that, and I did think it would take longer. I, I my money yeah, was I on thought they were going to get married at yeah, least. Yeah, my money was on them getting married and then yeah. divorcing pretty quickly. But the thing that I had to kind of think about is Ariana Grande, one, she's already dealt with more than a lot of performers deal with. Like, she had a bomb go off at one of her concerts, uh, yeah. which is really intense. Well, and this the other thing. Her boyfriend that and she was with her for years. And her boyfriend died. Died. And he and, committed suicide. And yes. So with these things combined, she's already suffered a lot more trauma than most people Well, do. but it is interesting that she chose Pete Davidson, whose father died in 9-11. Right, but also... I think that, if anything, he was probably a person who probably is a great support I, during that time. I agree, but also Pete Davidson has his own demons. Like, he yes. has... Um, he's very open about all of his mental health yeah. problems. Yeah. And so you sometimes can get two people together like that, and it can be great. Yeah. But it can also be her trying to deal with and grapple with being in the high of a new relationship and all those yeah. great feelings, and then immediately into the devastation of someone you care about dying in a really tragic way. I agree. I agree. Um, but there was so much about their relationship that, like, you know, I feel like it's like a montage in my head of, like, I will remember oh, I know. you. 
And it's that like, lollipop picture. So yeah, many good moments. There's so many good things in that. Good memes. I read about this too, where it was like, um, somewhere in there, we all discovered that his penis is nine inches long. Mm-hmm. Big dick energy. Yeah. I got it. I mean, girl, I get you. Um, who keeps the pig? They got a pig together. Piggy Smalls, man. And he slept in a baby crib in their new apartment. You should not impulsively get baby pigs. Baby pigs! That is a, like, you've got to be a year into your relationship. Just, dude, she just put out a video for her song, Breathing. Okay, you guys, I have to clarify here. I am not, I don't really listen to Ariana Grande. I'm not an avid Ariana Grande follower. My ex-boyfriend kind of had a thing for her, but that's about my extent of my knowledge about her. But, like, I know that she had a video that came out for her song, Breathe In, where literally it was, like, four minutes of video footage of her new pig. Um, well, she's keeping the pig then. And he says, now he is a child to divorce and his future is uncertain. Oh, please. Piggy Smalls was Grande's dream to begin with, so one might assume he'll stay with her, but I've seen too many puppy custody battles in my lifetime to trust the precedent. And they got so many tattoos together. She had his name on her ring finger tattooed where tonight or yesterday she had a band-aid covering it during a performance. That's a mistake, guys. Listen, you weren't together long enough to get couples tattoos. No. Don't do it. I almost got a couples tattoo with the guy that I was for four and a half years who I thought, like, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. I did not. And if you're going to do it, definitely don't do it on a ring finger. And definitely yeah. don't do, like, a name or anything yeah. to that effect. Although, how much do we love Wino forever? I love Wino it. Wino forever. Well, and then he also gave her his dad's FDNY badge. Oh, what the fuck, you guys? Yeah. They're, they, listen, um... All right, I'm going to have a very hot take, controversial opinion here, unpopular opinion. <laughs> I think it's good that they broke up because the two of you... It seems dependent as fuck. Yeah, the two of you obviously weren't smart enough to be together if that's how quickly you got serious. Oh, and they talked, too, about how, like, she's spending $60,000 on Rhett, and he's like, all I have to do is pack the fridge. Yeah, I and know, like, and that rubbed me wrong, too. I didn't well, like Did his... you see the joke, too, where he was joking that he, like, switched her birth control yeah, with Yeah, it, it was the same It was the I same was like, um, bit. don't yeah. joke about I that. That's not funny. I didn't like his return to SNL and them making such a big deal about, like... You got a famous girlfriend now. Like, yeah. I, it would have rubbed me It wrong. is very, like, even if they were still together, it is very gimmicky. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. But with all of that being said, and I'm not done with the episode, so don't take what I just said as meaning people, that you like, can end a, the episode. A hundred people just tuned out right now. They were like, oh, we're done. <laughs> like, there is something to me, um, you guys, I haven't talked about it, but, like, I'm, I'm going through a breakup right now with someone that I was with for a long time, and, like thought that I was going to be with forever and it's a whole thing and there's something where it's like it's that young love and like hope and wonder where I'm like it's going to happen for me again guys it's fine and like oh like I can whatever where and then it and then it shatters and you're like love guys where did it go I'm I guess I'm just cynical cuz I'm like yeah okay yeah but you are you are now the one stable relationship person in this podcast where I'm like what the fuck happened? <laughs> so for me, that was shocking. Sometimes shit happens, man. Shit happens, and it's guys. I'm not like compared to global warming. I am not seriously devastated. It was it's something that was very fascinating to me the entire time, and um, the drama of it all is interesting. But I honestly do think that the two of them um, have a lot of their own demons and issues to work through. I wish nothing the 
but the best for them. I hope that they're okay. I hope Piggy Smalls is okay. It's a thing. Piggy Smalls will be fine. Piggy Smalls Piggy will be Smalls chill. Piggy Smalls has rich parents. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, okay, so this episode is going to be a roller coaster ride of emotions because what we're going to talk about now, and I'm going to try and do this without being angry or sad. Uh-oh. Or... We're supposed to end happy. We're not done yet. I know, we, we but like... We will end happy. There's okay, a happy thing to talk about at the that's end. That's true. Um, we are going to talk about Kanye's visit to the White House. Oh. Because here's here's why I'm trying to approach this with, like, some sense. Okay. <laughs> okay. Be- well, because my instinct, and I think the instinct for a lot of people, is to be like, fucking Kanye's canceled. Oh, yeah. Fuck Kanye. Because... That situation was bonkers. Yeah. Why are you um, stealing my word? Well, uh, you said you wanted to bring it back onto the podcast. So. I think we said that in the last episode. So, it, guys, on Monday, I'm going to say that, and then this will make sense. Yes. So, it was bad, yeah. obviously. It was bizarre. Um, optically, it was strange. But here's the thing that I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around with Kanye and the reason why I'm trying to be less critical. Okay. Kanye has been pretty open about his mental illness as well. Right. His bipolar. I am not trying to be, like, an armchair psychologist here, but I think there's something else going on with him. Oh, um, 100%. As, yeah. I mean, I, I've known, I've had people close to me with bipolar disorder where when they are having a certain episode, it is not, um, they are not acting like this they normally would. This seems to go beyond a manic episode to me. Like, this is bizarre. Like, he, first of all, he's clearly off his meds in public. Like, he's yeah. walking around completely off his meds, and he's done this thing in the past where he's kind of like, woo, I'm yay, I'm Kanye, I'm off my meds, aren't I wacky? And it's yeah. kind of like... It's, a, it's more of, of a gimmick. Right, we've gone along with it yeah. as, like, a character. Yeah. And I think something darker is happening right now. And I, think I think so, too. people need to kind of, like, step in and... <coughs> Um, particularly, I'm like, Kim, where are you? Like, Oh, she's been nothing but, like, she'll just post supportive messages. Um, it's really bizarre. Like, yeah. he needs people to kind of step in and, like, do something. Agreed. Because um, th- there was that one point, like, last week where he went to a design school in Detroit and he hopped up on the table and he was, like, ranting about yeah. Elon Musk and all kind of, like, other, like, random bullshit. Right. And then there was another time where he was talking to a TMZ guy on the street, and he was saying something about how Abraham Lincoln was black, and it was so weird. And he yeah. just had this look in his eye that was like this glazed over. You like, know, there's something not right. There's something wrong with him, and yeah. I feel like the way that the it, it's kind of the way I felt when I watched like Amanda Bynes self destruct, yeah, or Britney Spears self destruct, yeah. where we as a as a society, or just like eating it up. Oh yeah, we love we love the dirt, but we don't want to see where maybe the damage behind and then, the drama is being yeah, done. Yeah, and then on top of that, we have a political party and a presidency that is trying to capitalize. Well, they're 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 encouraging it, right? Yes, yeah. everyone is encouraging it. TMZ is encouraging it because it's good 
like media. Yeah. And then we have a president and an and a political How party. How fucking crazy is that that our president is like so invested in in Kanye's downfall? You know what I mean? Like well, it's just such he, a crazy thing. He doesn't see it as a downfall. He sees it as like he's able to use Kanye. Yeah. Um because they so are so fucking thirsty for like celebrities right now and especially like black celebrities that to them no matter how like crazy he's being it's yeah. a win for it's them. still a win yeah and what's really upsetting is that he very clearly and this is shade on the kardashians for sure yeah he very clearly doesn't have anybody around him who is getting him the help that he needs oh yeah or he doesn't have enough people well they live in a very weird world where everything is very plotted and timed uh, uh, according to a television show like their their lives or a television show. Yeah, they're like, wait to so, get Kanye into rehab until we're aired, airing again. Agreed. Like, filming again. Or, like, yeah, it's it's something that's very, very calculated and... But that's fucked up. That's someone's mental health, incre- you know? I, I'm definitely not saying this is a good thing. I'm definitely saying this is, it, this is fucked up and that he needs help. He's always been a little off his rocker, but I will always... You know, whenever someone's mental health is at stake, I will always have a soft spot right. for that. Right. I mean, and listen, I'm not saying at all that Kanye isn't doing what I deem to be probably pretty irreparable Oh, yeah. Damage. To like, me, he's still pretty canceled. But, like, well, at the same time, yeah. I don't think that he's, like... I don't think he's in his head doing it. Right. Like... And and I'm I'm a forgiving person. I'm not, I'm not like, a huge Kanye fan. I'm not listening to his music in my car and I things was, like that. But I mean, he needs to get... Head, he but, just needs to get well is the thing. It's because, like... I I do think he's doing massive damage right now. Yeah. I think he's doing incredible well, damage to the culture war, but yes. he needs to get well. Well, not even not even considering our country right now, considering the fact that he has three small children who need a father and who deserve to have a father who is able to give them what they need. Right. To me, that is the thing that I focus on the most. As much as our country is at stake and, and he has become a pawn in a political game, I think about those three kids and how I just want nothing more but for them to grow up and be okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way on like a personal level for him, but I do yeah. feel like as far as the country is concerned, this is just... Oh, it's 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 a and catastrophe. I also think fucking shame on SNL for ever having put him on their show. Like, uh, what were you what doing? What even happened? Well, what happened? No, was, I know what happened, but I'm like, what the fuck? Well, you Why? you know about like Ariana? I think Ariana Grande was supposed to be the musical guest for the for the season oh, premiere. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was supposed to be the musical guest for the season premiere of um, SNL. Yeah, and then Mac Miller happened, and she yeah. canceled. She didn't want to do it, um, and. Kanye, they needed a last-minute replacement, and Kanye was like, I'll do it. They never should have let Kanye on. No, like, they should He's have. not in a state they where did, he should But be it was such a publicity thing of course, where it just seemed like such a lack of compassion. Yeah. But, you know, that's a celebrity culture for you. We we lack compassion when it comes to those people. We where, don't see them as people. They're right. like, they're, you know, entertainment. But we, but they're not, guys. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, should we end with something happy? Yes, and I'm very excited about this. Guys, Meghan Markle's pregnant. Royal pregnant. baby. Royal, Royal baby. baby. Royal yes. baby. Um, I've said this in the past. It's controversial. I, t- I typically don't give a shit about anything to do with the royal family. It's fine. Guys, come at me. It's fine. Um, That's I, okay. I, the British royal I mean, family has done a, consider- a considerable amount of, like, shit. I mean, I just don't, like, they don't really, like, they're, to me, kind of like the celebrity faces of, like, the actual government in England. Well, they're 
they're figureheads. Yeah, it's and, just, I don't know. I just don't. I I don't have a. I've but never had I a dig Megan and Harry. That's and what I'm them. saying. Them as people, I'm like fuck yes, make babies. Those babies, can you imagine? Beautiful multicultural British babies. Um, I want them to be like dark, darker skinned, <gasps> red hair, freckles, freckles, freckles and freckles. light eyes. Oh, they're gonna be model children. It's gonna be crazy. I can't wait. Um, but I'm incredibly happy for them. I love Meghan Markle. I was reading about her earlier this week and her decision to kind of distance herself from her family is something that you all know I can relate very much to. Um, and I totally and... dig her still opening her own car door. Did you see how much they freaked the fuck out in England? Yeah, about it's that? so dumb. Girl, I want you to get like a nice, like deep maroon nail. Yeah, I want you to like give me a dark lip. Give me a dark, dark lip, lip and a cat eye. Mm-hmm. She won't do. She won't go that far. And but. be and be pregnant and open your own car door all yes. at the she, same time. Sorry. Go to McDonald's. She shut it herself. She didn't open it. She shut it, and people were like, they were <gasps> replaying that shit in slow mo. I was. They were like, look, here's the moment where she shuts her own car door. I'm like, guys, that's like normal person reflex. Like, yeah, of course. We do that. I love it. Girl, be the new Diana. I love you. Me too. Um, I'm into it. Your babies are going to be perfect. Your Beautiful. love is perfect. Yes. All is well in my head with Hell, that world. Yes. Um, I want to share a quick sister solidarity story. Um, this was actually sent to me on my personal page. So here we go. Hi, girls. I love you both so much. Your podcast has made me open up so much more and helped me fall in love with myself. On that note, here's my sister solidarity story. About two months ago, I broke up with my sexually and emotionally abusive boyfriend. I have been struggling the whole eight months we were together without even knowing it. I was with my best friend, M when the girl who he was hooking up with called me and told me all about how much happier he was with her and wow. not with me. Girl, I feel you. I told her. I'm gonna, I'll read my response, too, because I was like, what the fuck? Okay. I, and then she goes in parentheses, I know. Where's your sister's solidarity, girl? Um, I said nothing, then hung up. I tried to keep my anger and anxiety in for a half an hour or so, as I am not good at breaking down in front of anyone. I perfected covering my panic disorder and suffered in silence. But after a while, I couldn't keep it in, and I fell on the ground, gasping for air, and had the scariest panic attack of my life. Despite not knowing much about helping someone who's having a panic attack, Em sat there and held me and helped me remember to breathe. She reminded me that I was going to survive this and that although it doesn't feel like it right now because he had taught me that I needed him, it was a good thing. That I will be so much safer and happier without him. And was there for me when I thought I was alone, when I couldn't even think at all. I will never be able to thank her enough for everything she has done for me. She is the strongest person I know, and I love you, Em. Ray John, beautiful girls. So I'm going to read. Typically, I would not read a response. But this is my response, and I haven't read this to you yet either. So I said, um, I felt like I was reading my own story just now. First of all, congratulations on freeing yourself from the grip of your abuser. It is hard to go. It is hard to go because they have groomed you into believing you need them, and you saw that, and you took care of yourself. Secondly, I can relate to trying to hide the crazy and not letting people see my depression and panic disorder. Your friend is amazing. She doesn't need you. Sh- she doesn't need to know everything about a panic attack. She cares about you. 
The story reminds me of how Keegan was with me while I was going through a breakup recently and that the breakup or through that breakup and a breakup that I'm going through now. And then I shared with her my sister solidarity story, which I won't bore you all now with with me sharing. But it was something that I wanted to bring up because it reminded me a lot of um, my relationship with you, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. Because you've always kind of been been my girl whenever things are rough. I mean, I think that when something like that happens in your life, whenever you go through a breakup or something really emotionally difficult. Well, and when you're with someone who is very abusive and having those people in your life that are able to see things clearly and be there for you is important. And in particular, and, you know, not just this, but in particular, it's really important to have a good network of girlfriends. Mm -hmm. It is. It's Well, and that's what I I had told her when I responded with kind of I, I kind of filled her in on what's going on with my life a little bit and kind of we had a little bit of a sharing moment. And um, I talked about a lot about what, what we read about in Dead Girls where, you know, we talk about your girlfriends being the most romantic relationships in your life in, in a way, ways, sexual yeah. or not. And um, the connections that we have with our fellow women and how they help us grow into being the people that we want to be so that when we do have those relationships, we feel more self-assured. They are the people that teach us and help us grow and, and yeah. come into ourselves. And Absolutely. Um, so I guess I'm just going to be cheesy and sentimental. And um, I've had a really rough month, you guys, and I, I haven't talked about it much. But um, I'm incredibly thankful for the podcast and for Keegan for being so unbelievably patient with me. Yeah. And you are one of the best people I've ever met in my entire <laughs> Stop life. Stop it. I know. I'm going to start I don't crying like emotions. Now too. I know. But, like, I was telling her about, like, you know, one night I came over and I was, like, trying not to cry and, and – you were just like, you're really quiet. And then I just immediately like broke down and started crying and helped me walk through, you know, the night of recording and everything. And you've, you've been with me through a, a, another breakup before that was really horrible. And I'm breakups are hard. Very incredibly thankful for that. You're welcome. Yeah. Always. I love you. I love you too. And, and yeah, I mean, breakups are hard and coming out of an emotionally or physically abusive breakup is extra hard. Yeah. But, you know, regardless, it's just like you love this person. You're grieving a future that you're never going to have. Exactly. And, like, that's really, really difficult. Yeah, and, and the whole thing about a girl calling you saying how happy, you know, I right. girl, I feel. Yeah. I feel, I feel. It's layers. It's layers and of it's, terrible. It's, yeah. it's, it's fear for that girl. It's it's pain from what they're saying. It's, and there's then a panic all attack these... on top of it. Like, both of us have had panic attacks. Yeah. We know what they're like. Yeah. It's scary. It is. It's horrifying. And that's what I love about how her friend reacted. You know, you don't always have to know everything about what a person is going through or how to deal with a panic attack or anything like that. It's not about what you're what's going on having a panic attack. It's the fact that she cares about you. Right. And she's there to help you grieve and help you get through it. And that's what I feel makes um a true sister. And she's in your, your rock. Life. Like she's something exactly. for you to hold on to, which is so necessary and important. She's your anchor. Yeah. You know, like she's and keeping she was you saying grounded. That, but that both of them listened to the podcast, oh, which made yay. me super happy. Well, hello yes. and thank you. I know. I was, I just said, I was like, I'm so glad that you have a Keegan in your life. Oh, I like, Stop. I like kind of love you a lot. It's crazy. Before I cry, we should probably end this I podcast. Know. Um, <laughs> Guys, I've drank so much champagne tonight. So I'm definitely getting like touchy feely emotional. 
wonderfulness. <laughs> so um, I mentioned this on the episode that we recorded earlier that you will hear on Monday. But you guys, thank you for showing up and reviewing and rating us on iTunes. It means the world. It does. Keep it up. Tell your friends. Tell your mothers. Uh, <laughs> get, get this shit reviewed and rated. It honestly means the world to us. And it helps us so much from a business it standpoint. It's very helpful. It really so. does. Like, we, we would do this even if there wasn't, like, any sort of, like, business aspect aspect yes, to of it course. but honestly this is something that we both truly are passionate about and love doing and we know that you guys are really passionate about it too so the fact that you guys show up um is something that's really amazing for us and makes us really happy and excited so thank you thank you thank you for listening to what we had to say um if you want to send us in a story for us to read on this episode, or even if you don't, if you just want to reach up to reach out to us and have a conversation, you can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. I'm gonna be posting a feminist Halloween costume a day. Yes, for from the rest now of October. Until Halloween. It's gonna be great. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Yamf Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. Thank you, Keegan. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook. We have a group page and a business business page feel free to send us notifications or anything on there even though it confuses the hell out of us yeah man Um, those business pages are not intuitive they're not this is very weird am i forgetting anything i don't think so i think you got everything okay you guys so with that being said we encourage you to to rage on. on bye Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.